Welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm Associate Editor Elijah Poindexter. Recently, I spoke with Joe Jagadish, Head of Corporate Product Services and Innovation at TD Bank. Ms. Jagadish and I spoke about payment workflow automation for commercial customers at TD, along with best practices for smaller banks looking to embark on an automation journey for their customers. So, you know, payments automation has been a topic that uh, we've been talking about for several years now. And, uh, you know, pre-pandemic put in place um, solutions to help our commercial clients automate the back office processing around payments, which, um, you know, is time consuming, it's manual in nature, it's a lot of paper pushing, uh, and it's not as digital as, uh, as, as you would think. Um, especially for companies that uh, still find it hard to invest in automation. And so as a bank, you know, we put in place, even pre-pandemic, some of these products that enabled clients to really lean in into the digitization of that backend processing. I think what was helpful, though, was the pandemic uh, really helped accelerate the uh, implementation of many of those conversations that were still on the cusp. So... Uh, companies recognized that having uh, manual, uh, you know, whether it's taking the invoice and, and you know, getting the invoice approved, uh, you know, making sure that the appropriate payment files are sent to the bank, uh, the workflow around that, which was largely manual and, you know, done over email or via paper, a lot of those processes weren't uh, sustainable when everyone was working from home. And so a lot of the discussions that we were having with commercial clients that were probably in early stage uh, got dramatically accelerated because they knew that TD provided uh, a pretty robust um, solution around uh, managing the uh, the backend operations of, of those payments. And so, you know, we've uh, had significant success in our, um, you know, accounts payable automation. We have an integrated payable solution um, that uh, we launched pre-pandemic that's seen uh, great adoption. Uh, and we're just looking over the next few months to enhance that capability to provide end-to-end uh, accounts payable automation, uh, both for what I call the upper end of our community bank segment. So this is traditionally kind of lower end of middle market. Um, and so we've taken sort of the processes that we had in place and identified, well, how do you uh, simplify that? Um, to, you know, client that's probably a little less sophisticated, but also uh, accommodating for what that capability would look like for larger middle market customers. So we really looked at the client base and tried to adopt the pricing, the packaging, the solution uh, for the lower end of the spectrum while also solving for uh, our middle market customer base. So our um, integrated payables product, which is uh, in partnership with Paymodex, um, it maximizes sort of that, uh, you know, AP a solution for clients uh, providing uh, returns for customers in the forms of rebates, um, you know, based on the uh, payments that they're processing with TD. And so that's been um, a significant, I'd say, success for us in the uh, in the payments automation journey. So for uh, you know, businesses within TD's uh, sort of commercial bank portfolio, what types of pain points, maybe you can go a little bit deeper into sort of the pain points or the headwinds or the difficulties they were encountering uh, you know, two, you know, one and a half to two years ago when, you know, the automation journey sort of really went into full gear for a lot of them. And, and of course, many of them probably were not, you know, super prepared for that. So, you know, what types of pain points were they encountering that, you know, TD was able to fix when it comes to automating uh, their payments, both business to business, business to, you know, obviously payroll and, and accounts payable. Yeah, I think a, uh, a large pain point that existed 
pre-pandemic and still in a large part exists today is um, you still need to hire people who um, will be processing those payments. So, you, you know, in your accounts payables department, A, I think finding, uh, at least in this market, finding the right talent uh, and, you know, retaining talent is uh, continued to be incredibly difficult. Um, but even besides that, you know, um, the payment life cycle from a B2B perspective is still pretty manual and paper-based. So, you know, people are still uh, printing and mailing invoices or receiving those invoices in the mail, uh, then applying those invoices, right, uh, to the appropriate kind of payments, um, you know, the workflow process that I just mentioned uh, around getting those payments approved uh, was also uh, fairly manual. And so you were looking at either taking those invoices and, you know, uh, getting them approved by the, the head of the AP department or the CFO treasurer. Uh, in some cases, in smaller companies, that's all the same person, right? So you don't have uh, sufficient resources um, to manage sort of that paper approval and, and then, you know, documenting, filing uh, those invoices, creating an audit trail, a lot of that end-to-end uh, -end kind of processing was still done manually uh, through paper. And so a big uh, opportunity for us has been to lift that uh, paper-based process into a more electronic workflow where it moves from invoice acceptance to you know, uh, payment initiation, approval, delivery, reconciliation. That entire life cycle is much more automated through a workflow tool and that's been, I think, the largest lift uh, that we've been able to, um, that, that we're focusing on enabling for commercial clients. So obviously we were talking about uh, contactless payments, uh, you know, again, growing in both the consumer and the commercial sector. So my question was, of course, you know, what are the biggest opportunities there? And then obviously what gets you excited from the product side when it comes to uh, payment innovation there? So there's a lot happening in the payment space. I think the most exciting uh, component of this is how payment innovation allows our clients to deliver an exceptional experience with their customers. That's at the end of the day, uh, what we care about is making sure that we're building products that enable our clients to have a deep uh, relationship and grow their business with their customers. And so along the, uh, in the commercial space, I'd say we're, we're doing a couple of things around payment innovation that I'm excited about. So one is, you know, in the small business space, we're looking at uh, electronic disbursements uh, through Zelle. And this has been, um, you know, a pain point for uh, small business and even kind of say the, the lower middle market space, which is the ability to send out payments just, you know, via a directory versus having to store payment information and account information uh, for customers and, and make sure that then all of the appropriate uh, you know, data security and compliance practices are adhered to, um, you know, Zelle payments for business customers, both on the small business as well as the commercial side. So think of it as, you know, uh, reimbursements, um, uh, refunds, um, you know, nuisance payments, sometimes small dollar value payments that uh, businesses just need to get out to consumers. A lot of that can be done a lot more seamlessly through uh, the Zelle rails. The other um, kind of capability this allows to solve for is uh, payment acceptance. So, you know, if you're a, um, you know, you're a small uh, landscaping company and you just need to accept payments, uh, you know, electronically from your customers, uh, you can do that via Zelle a lot more seamlessly, um, settles into your bank account uh, within minutes. And so that experience is becoming a lot more uh, common in table stakes. 
Um, the second thing that we're also um, heavily focused on is just around making payments part of the account experience that you have with the bank. Um, we don't think that, uh, you know, companies should or, uh, you know, should be thinking about, uh, uh, you know, payments uh, any differently than, you know, as they think about, you know, creating their bank account and, and looking at services that they can you know, set up while they're um, setting up their business. And so one of the really interesting things we did last year at TD um, is integrate capabilities like invoicing and payment acceptance as a standard feature of our checking account product. And so our simple business checking account uh, that we offer, um, you know, comes with uh, free invoicing capabilities um, and allows uh, small business customers to accept payments uh, you know, pretty much as soon as they um, open their account. And so kind of, you know, making payments just a, a BAU part of your uh, experience with the bank versus, you know, having to take that third, fourth step to figure out how you're going to invoice customers um, and, and, you know, how you're going to manage cash flow. We want this to be as seamless as possible. And so we're taking steps around, uh, you know, around bundling our capabilities to deliver um, end-to-end solutions, I'd say, for businesses, depending on the life stage that they're at. And that's been a big focus um, and something that we're continuously investing in over the next couple of years as well. This is a bit of a tough question, but I, I certainly think it's a valuable one. And it's that, you know, for TD internally, uh, maybe you can walk me through some of the challenges. And this can go back as far as it needs to be when it came to getting TD ready to provide for its commercial customers these sort of payment innovations. Is there anything you can speak to in terms of any hurdles that you guys had to overcome, maybe a success story? I'd say, you know, in the early days of the pandemic, so we, there was obviously a lot of focus on um, pivoting to um, supporting businesses through the Paycheck Protection Program um, and making sure that that process was as successful as possible. And I think TD did a great job in implementing um, the PPP program. It is frankly all hands on deck, which is uh, uh, I'm sure the, the case for many other organizations as well. Um, you know, I think what we felt really well prepared for is some of the solutions that I just mentioned around um, payment acceptance, right? Uh, providing invoicing capabilities in digital first fashion, um, providing, you know, integrated payable solutions to clients in managing that end-to-end -end processing. Um, those solutions were up and ready. Um, meaning we kind of, you know, we had them in the market. We were talking to clients about it. In some cases, we actually had the solution and we didn't put any initially kind of marketing resources because we just, you know, were so focused on, on PPP. What was really nice to see is that clients, um, you know, organically found us or found these solutions online, which just helped reiterate the fact that companies are looking um, you know, for options to continue to streamline those payments and having those capabilities up and running and live uh, to us was a great validation point, even though we weren't putting a lot of marketing effort around it just yet because we were so focused on uh, on PPP. It was a great uh, validation of uh, the fact that, you know, our investments in uh, payment acceptance, payment disbursement technologies um, is really another kind of key aspect of uh, making businesses uh, a lot better in terms of running their day-to-day -day operations. And so that was a real, uh, real interesting uh, use case that we saw just in the very, very early weeks of the pandemic. A final question here for you is, you know, what advice or best practices, practices do you have 
uh, for another bank looking to embark on an automation journey for their payments and not specifically just, you know, moving their processes to a core, but maybe a sort of a deeper look into what they can do uh, to better prepare for their automation journey? A couple of things. I think one is, uh, and, you know, it's sort of easier said than done, but um, always, uh, I think, really understanding what your client's needs are and how they operate on a day-to-day -day basis, not just how they operate with the bank. Um, I think the best way to build solutions for customers, and especially as you think about what that automation journey looks like, um, is to just uh, walk in you know, your client's shoes for 24 hours or 48 hours and really get a, a deep sense of appreciation of uh, what the customer does on a day in and day out basis. Um, and you know that sometimes provides the best insight into building solutions that help automate that journey because there may be touch points that you know have nothing to do with the bank, uh, but yet uh, you know as you think about services and solutions, you can actually optimize those um, and uh, and kind of deliver more end to end solutions. So I think that's one. Um, the second thing I think is really important is a lot of smaller businesses in the country um, tend to. Find you know when you have owner operators you know five to ten people companies uh, or even I'd say you know even a few hundred people a person company um, finding technology resources and tech talent focused on payments automation doesn't always bubble up to be the first priority for these businesses um, and so the easier that we can make it for these clients to download, get up and running, right? Download our services through the cloud, be up and running, um, you know, turning things on versus going through deep, long implementations um, tends to be a lot more easier for the end customer. Um, so, so to me, I think, again, just the easier and the more seamless that we as service providers can make it for our customers to launch and implement these practices, um, I think is always helpful. And then the third thing is, you know, understanding who your customer is even within your client organization. So how do you enable, you know, the head of the AP department or the treasurer uh, to share the ROI of investing in these automation capabilities within their organizations? Sometimes you, um, you know, assume that, uh, you know, they are, uh, you know, prioritizing, you know, the, the implementation of these capabilities, but uh, empowering your customer, right, uh, who, or who is the user of these solutions um, by the right uh, ROI uh, and, and, and tools and calculators, I think, uh, goes a long way in ensuring sort of a successful implementation, empowering, right, the people that you're having the conversation with in the client um, location because you're not always talking to the same people, but empowering them to with the right tools and assets to tell the story internally to make um, this a priority has always been in my mind a great way for banks to um, start to think about uh, the automation journey. And then of course it is, you know, picking the right uh, technology provider, um, whether it's building it in house or working with a, a vendor or a fintech. In this space, um, I think that goes a long way in making sure that um, the solution that is being provided uh, it not only is effective, but um, is in line with the, the thematic that the bank is trying to accomplish. I think those are just some of the things that I would uh, provide as advice or, or best practices where we've seen some success. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. 
Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. 